What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sports and Stilettos podcast. I am your host, Breezy. And today we are diving into the week two prime time matchup between our Philadelphia Eagles and primetime Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. But first, if you have not already, go ahead and hit that follow button. Make sure you're following me on Twitter at your host underscore breezy. You can also follow me on Instagram at sports and stilettos podcast. That's all one word. And then if you haven't heard already over the summer, your girl partnered with one of the biggest, if not the best player prop bet analytic research tool platforms to come out for uh, us degenerate gamblers who have to have some kind of action every single week and that partner is props.cash anyone who wants access to this research tool for nfl mlb wnba nba when it starts in october soccer you name it go sign up online at props.cash use promo code breezy and get 25 percent off your first month when you sign up it's as simple as that you get the website uh, online and you also get access to the free app on your phone, Apple, Android, whatever. Make sure you go sign up. It. I promise you, I have been using this tool for probably the last two years and it has absolutely changed my betting experience a hundred percent. So if you're interested, go ahead, sign up, use code breezy and get that 25% off. Now, moving to our Philadelphia Eagles, I'm going to recap week one really quick, and I mean really quick, <laughs> because I I overreact, I do, it's, it's, it is what it is, but I've rewatched the game twice now, and nothing about week one made any sense to me at all, nothing. Um, the Eagles won, by the way, 25 to 20, but it was a terrible game. It was an absolutely terrible game. Nothing about it felt like our Philadelphia Eagles. And it was just, it was confusing all the way around. Like after the Eagles went up 16, nothing, it was like what I, I don't even understand what's going on right now. And I had no alcohol. I was very sober watching that game. And I couldn't make sense of it at all. I really couldn't. Um, (sighs) Taking that and going into week two, there's a lot of things that need to be adjusted. And I mean a lot from coaching all the way down to the kicker. Sit boss, dog. Uh, can we go get another one? I need another kicker. I cause I can't, I can't deal. I can't deal with it, boss. I can't. I can't. You cut this man, then you bring him back to the practice squad, and then you elevate him to the active roster because you don't want to sign another punter. It's just, it's, it's all backwards to me. It's all backwards. But that's neither here nor there. We, we are, we are sweeping the Eagles' week one win. While it is still a victory, it was a terrible game all the way around. And we're sweeping it under the rug and we're moving on to week two. Coming home, 
Thursday night football in South Philadelphia. And we're going against our absolute favorite week two opponent in the Minnesota Vikings, who have Mr. Primetime himself, Kirk Cousins. If you all remember last year, <laughs> uh, the Eagles had very similar, uh, you know, week ones. They won the game in, in it was pretty much a shootout versus the Detroit Lions in week one on the road. They come home Monday night football against Kirk Cousins. Um, you know, last year, the, the Vikings were coming off of a win. Um, they beat Green Bay last year. In week one, they actually lost to Tampa Bay in week one of this year. So they are coming into South Philly kind of with a chip on their shoulder, if if you want to call it that. But at the end of the day, they have primetime Kirk Cousins. And I will take this Eagles team over primetime Kirk any day of the week in primetime. End of story. This man threw three interceptions last year. He... You know, he rushed for 20 yards. Uh, He had uh, 27 completions out of 46 pass attempts, which was, which is crazy. Um, And he only threw for 221 yards. I think the difference between last year and this year is we have a lot more power on our defensive line. Um, You know, with Jalen Carter, uh, Hassan Reddick, you know, all of these guys coming back again and, you know, putting a target on the opposing quarterback's back, essentially. So before I dive way too deep into the defense, let's 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 start with the offense here. Eagles offense looked so out of whack and out of sync in week one. I am I am 1000% expecting a complete turnaround for this offense. I think that Hertz is going to get back to how he was playing and and I don't know if the contract has anything to do with it. I hope it doesn't because we see a lot of players when they sign that first big deal, it's you know, it's it's sloppy games for a little bit. And I hope that he he starts playing a little bit more freely. Um, we know that he doesn't want to get injured and 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 miss out on games. So I feel like he may be playing more conscious of that. But at the end of the day, you know, we, I don't want to say it. <laughs> we have a lower chance of winning the game when he is not in the game. So I'll, I'll just leave it at that. Um, so this Eagles offense, he's come out guns blazing they need to play lights out and they need to get ahead of the Vikings right off the bat like right and I mean like right off the bat as in scoring like 21 points in the first quarter right off the bat like I I, that's that's the kind of that's the kind of movement on offense that I need to see the Eagles I feel like they also need to establish the run because the run game was a little shaky last week. They hit the ground running with Kenny Gainwell, and that was pretty much it. Uh, with Kenny Gainwell sustaining a rib injury last week, I don't know how that happened, but he is probably not going to play in week two, which means I would expect 
DeAndre Swift to be the bell cow. Uh, between him and Rashad Penny, uh, I think that they can. I think that they can really get it done. And you know, of course, Jalen Hurts. But having those two guys, I think it'll really um, it'll really create some balance on this offense. And they need to establish the run early. You know, as they say, establishing the run opens up the pass. Blah 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 blah. Yes, we know. But I need them to act like I need them to actually do it and stick with it because they got away from the run last week, which doesn't make sense because it was terrible weather. It was terrible weather. So you would expect the ball, you know, for for an offense to run the ball more than they threw the ball. And it just I don't know. I don't know. But I'm not a coach, so it is what it is. Also, we did not see Dallas Goddard. He ruined my parlay. We did not see Dallas Goddard at all. I think he was targeted once. Um, zero catches because Jalen overthrew him. But, you know, we saw this last year where in week one, um, I believe it was uh, Devontae Smith didn't get any targets or maybe he got one target in that first game versus Detroit. And then the next week, uh, I think he, he hauled off for like 80 yards or something like that in a touchdown or two. So, you know, I, I, I'm not too worried about... I was worried last week. I, I definitely was. I, th- I thought something was going on with Dallas. But looking back, hindsight, obviously, you know, I'm not too worried about it going into week two. We have played the Vikings enough to know their tendencies. We've played against Kirk Cousins enough to know his tendencies. And we know what it takes to kind of get him off track a little bit. So definitely, definitely looking forward to Dallas Goddard having a big game. Um, Looking forward to Devontae and AJ having big games. And having Jalen be a little bit more comfortable back there. You know, I don't feel like the offensive line gave him a lot of time last week. But he should also be able to get out of those situations, which is what we're used to seeing. And he kind of just went down. So offense, got to step it up big time. Big, 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 big time. And shifting to the Eagles defensive side of the ball. I think we can all agree that the defense was good. They weren't what we're used to, but they were good. They caused some disruption back there. Uh, Jay, I thought Jalen Carter looked absolutely amazing. I thought he looked strong. He was very, very fast. And that man could have had like five sacks. <laughs> he could have had five. I just needed one, and I got it at the end of the game. Shout out to everybody who saw that tweet and played for Jalen Carter to get a sack in that game. It cashed. We lucked out. <laughs> Thank God. Um, but... I'm looking forward to seeing how he how he goes into week two and how he plays against this Vikings offense. The Vikings gave up two sacks on Kirk Cousins last week versus Tampa. And if you're going to give up sacks for free, then this Eagles defense is going to eat on Thursday night. And I'm here for it. 
Like, give me, give me some Tupperware for the leftovers. Like, I need all of it. I need all of it. I need Jalen Carter. He's probably going to have two sacks. If I can bet it, I will absolutely post it on Twitter as soon as the books release those, uh, those defensive props, which they have not yet. And, and, and go from there because I think that this, I think this defensive line is much better than the Vikings offensive line. I think we have a lot of power on our defense compared to the Vikings offense, but then the Vikings offense also has Justin Jefferson who is terrorizing opposing defenses you know, year in and year out. But we kind of smacked him back to reality last year. You know, shout out to Darius Slay, big play Slay, for shutting him down last year. Um, I think we're going to do it again. I, 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 There's nothing that's making me hesitant about that at all. And it should be, it should be a really, really good time. You know, ju- uh, just to give you guys some numbers comparison-wise... Justin Jefferson had 184 yards and two touchdowns last year in week one. Kirk Cousins had 277 passing yards and his two touchdowns. And then this year, he had, uh, uh, Justin Jefferson had 150 receiving yards. I don't believe had any touchdowns. And correct me if I'm wrong on that. No touchdowns in week one. And then Kirk Cousins had 344 passing yards. Kirk Cousins also fumbled twice and lost both of those. So clearly this Vikings offensive line is not, they don't respond well to pressure. <laughs> Let's just say that. They don't respond well to pressure. And this Eagles defense, all they know is pressure and penetration. And I think they're I think they're gonna absolutely smoke this Vikings offense on Thursday night. And I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. The Vikings defense, shifting over to them, they only had they only got one sack on Baker Mayfield. And they didn't force any interceptions. Which I thought was a little crazy. But, you know, they played an okay game. They're facing an Eagles offense that is not for the weak. You know, you are, again, you're in a pick your poison kind of kind of defense. Do you want to block and double team Dallas Goddard so he doesn't get, you know, the the pass over the middle? Do you want to double team AJ Brown and leave Smitty one on one? And whether Jalen throws it to Smitty or to AJ, you're nine times out of ten going to lose the battle anyway. So I guess pick the one that's least embarrassing for you. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but the, the the Eagles offense is 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 going to get back on track. I don't see anything that is that's going to make me think otherwise. Um, you know, they had a mediocre. I think both teams had a kind of mediocre week one, except we came out with the win and the Vikings didn't. So short week. Lots of pressure on the Eagles to get back on track. But you know what? The one thing I love about this Eagles team is they work very well under pressure. Jalen works very well under pressure. This Eagles offensive line works well under pressure. I I, I like the odds 
for Philadelphia to win this game. Now, moving on to the game prediction. I think the Eagles, like I've said this entire time, I think the Eagles bounce back. Um, They are currently listed as a six and a half point favorite. And I think they take care of business. You know, primetime Kurt and getting back on track. I think this is the perfect combination for an Eagles win. And I have them... (laughs) I have them winning, and this is very, very obnoxious, so please forgive me. (laughs) This, I have the Eagles winning 31-13. Thursday night football. Get back on track. Run this shit up. Sorry, excuse my language. Run it up. And have 11 days off to recover. I think that that's the best, you know, the best situation for this team. I really do. Um, So... Until the books decide that they are going to put all of the player props out so that I can I can sift through them and give you guys some good leans and, and looks and stuff for the game, make sure you follow me on Twitter uh, for my player prop bets for Thursday Night Football um, and then college football this weekend and, you know, regular NFL football on Sunday. Follow me on Twitter at your host underscore breezy. And yeah. Let's get this win. Let's get this win. Sorry, guys. It was a short episode this time, but uh, we're going to get back into it. NFL is here. Make sure you put your phones on Do Not Disturb. Okay? And do not, under any circumstances, accept invitations to go out on Thursday, Saturday for college football, Sunday, or Monday. Football is back, baby. Football is back. Red zone, seven hours of commercial free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody else in the world going to have to wait. They're going to have to wait. Anyway, that's it for today. I cannot wait to get you guys some player props for Thursday and this weekend. And we're going to, we're going to have a, we're going to enjoy a very, very, very good game Thursday night. Go birds. And until next time, everybody, peace and love.